This is The 20 with DJ Spider, presented by BeatSource. Welcome to The 20 Podcast, bringing you interviews with the best DJs, producers, and music industry professionals from around the globe. I'm your host, DJ Spider. That's right, I am your host, you know that. I've been with you every week, and so has BeatSource. They've been supporting us every week, doing it. Go support them. Go to BeatSource.com and check out all the amazing curated playlists. All the curators there are dope, okay? They're working on every genre, old to new, and they've got it ready for you. And another thing that's ready for you to test out is BeatSource Link, which is this amazing new technology. Nobody else has it. And it's in the beta stages in Serato. It's already out in Rekordbox and on a bunch of other hardware and software platforms. You're able to DJ from the cloud. You can build playlists on other services like Spotify, uh, transfer them over with SoundIs, and have your whole playlist DJ off the cloud from there. You can even save them in offline mode to a locker if you're going to actually do a gig in real life that does not have Wi-Fi. It's unbelievable. you got to go check it. Huge shout to BeatSource.com and the family over there in DJ City. Super dope. Go peep it. You guys... Thank you for all the support I've been getting, all my Beat Sorcerers, everybody out there. You're amazing. I get all the comments you guys send me on Instagram, at DJ Spider. Um, I'll be on Twitch soon, twitch.tv slash DJ Spider, spelled D-J-S-P-I-D-E-R. Um, hit me on those platforms and anywhere else you can find me. Send me your edits, send me ideas, just send me a comment. I appreciate it. You guys have been hitting me. I take your feedback and I put it into the show. We are a community here and I love working with you guys. Um, so thank you. And our next guest, I really think you're going to appreciate it. This guy dropped some amazing lessons on us. Uh, he's one of the younger people that's been on this show, but he's a wise person. Some of the things he said, I think, can apply to DJs, producers, as well as just human beings in general. So listen through this. I think you'll get a lot out of it. Um, this person is young, but experienced. I mean, he has already toured the world, been to four different continents. He's worked with all types of people from Enrique Iglesias to Pitbull, Diplo, Major Laser, Bad Bunny, St. John, Dylan Francis, Shaquille O'Neal. He's got a side project with Party Favor called Side Piece. Um, he has done, he's a Latin Grammy Award winning producer uh, for a song he did with Bad Bunny and Diplo. Um, he is constantly just like ahead of the curve. He's doing these amazing remixes on TikTok. He's doing Twitch streams. He's, um, you know, DJing on Insomniac's channel. He's uh, just one of the most exciting and new producers and DJs out there. I love his stuff. And something that I think that's really interesting about him is that although he's a dance music producer, his remixes and production gets played by a lot of open format DJs in our community. So I think you guys are going to get a lot out of this. Um, he's also got a lot of really cool things coming up that he tells us about. So you guys can look out for that. Um, and I'm a huge fan of this guy's stuff. Go check it out if you have not already after this interview. So without further ado, let me get into our special guest of the day on the 20 podcast. Please make some noise for DJ Nitty Gritty. <laughs> 
We got Nitty Gritty on the show today. Thank you so much for coming in here, man, or virtually coming in here. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no worries. Uh, how are you doing today? I'm good. I'm good. I'm just hanging out at the, the hotel out here in L.A. Probably not too far away from you. <laughs> nice. Yeah, not too far at all. I'm here in L.A. too. It's been funny doing these. Like Sometimes I'm talking to someone in like Germany or Nigeria or they're like down the street. <laughs> yep. Yeah, it's one or the other. Yeah, exactly. Um, well, we really appreciate you taking the time to come on the show. Um, I love your remixes. I know a lot of the DJ community, besides remixes, loves your production. I mean, um, from your side projects to your personal stuff to your stuff you've done for other artists and your remixes. Um, so, that. yeah, just want to kind of talk to you about that stuff, see what you've been up to, what's coming and yeah. um, all that. Um so I guess before we get into that, um, I want to give some people background on you and like what got you to where you are today, what what made the gritty, the nitty yeah. gritty. <laughs> uh, <laughs> wh where are you originally from? So I'm, I'm originally from Pennsylvania, um, oh, okay. pretty, pretty close to Philadelphia. I was born around that area. Nice. And um, when I was six years old, my parents moved to Haiti to become missionaries. So I moved there with wow. them as a child and then it was basically back and forth between pennsylvania and haiti uh that i went to school and grew up so after uh after high school like i went to florida because a lot of haitians like my best friends went to miami and um so i i, I actually ended up going to college there and then i dropped out and started pursuing music and i've lived in florida ever since but i just you know travel and tour and that's kind of like the short version right right that's that's crazy. I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, so, like, growing up in Haiti, did that give... I mean, that must have given you, like, a completely different perspective on the world as just, like, someone that grew up in Florida, I guess, right? Or, or Pennsylvania. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, it's such a... It's a, you know, at one point, the poorest country in the Western Hemisphere, I think. Something crazy like that. But Yeah. So, it needs, it needs a lot of uh, help um, almost year-round. There's just always things that can be done to be helping that country. Um, right. So my parents did a lot of work over there for that reason. And, you know, I'm, I'm personally very happy and uh, glad that I got to experience that. The older I get, the more I appreciate all the things I've seen and learned and not to just take uh, America for granted and just things that we don't really think are blessings that they are. Yeah, that's true. I think a lot of people are, obviously, they're not going through uh, a lot of the same things, but going through that right now, just even the whole taking things for granted and stuff we thought would always be here. And now, yeah, we're like, even quarantine did that. Yeah. Right. It's like that, that's kind of teaching us obviously not as drastic lessons and people in Haiti or, you know, have gone through and going through crazy things, but that's amazing. Your parents sound amazing too. Um, yeah, no, they're incredible. I'm, I have, I have the best parents. <laughs> oh dude, that's so cool to, that's like the best when, you know, someone has like supportive, were they supportive of your music career? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm again, that's like a huge factor. I know a lot of people get, you know, discouraged from their family and yeah. parents. And um, I didn't have to really deal with any of that most of my life. I just I just had to prove it. They just wanted proof. Yeah. So as long as I was working hard and bringing in a little money, I just slowly worked my way up and put in all the work to uh, to prove to them. Like, look, I don't need to call college. This is the reason. 
And um, they were they were awesome with that. So I'm I'm very very lucky. I know not everybody gets that. You know, it's it's pretty rare to even have parents that aren't divorced. And just yeah. I'm, I'm always blessed to uh, think about my parents and the the life they gave me. Yeah, and obviously they must have instilled some sort of good like good work work ethic in you because, like you said, they wanted proof that you're doing stuff. But I mean, you seem to produce a lot of shit like (laughs) yeah (laughs) and like you have the ability to i think a lot of really dope producers like people like dylan francis and and you like have the ability to make what's in their head like somewhat quickly right yeah i i like to think i'm i'm a quick producer which isn't always good but um it's definitely nice when it comes to doing fun stuff like oh this song just came out let me remix it right now. Yeah, or there's yeah. this little sound I want to do. I just have fun with it. But obviously other stuff I've been taking my time with, you know, I have a project that I guess is a little side tangent, but I'm working on my old project before nitty gritty was called Ricky mirrors, which is my real name. And it's like kind of rock melodic electronic music. And I recently started uh, producing the next level of that, which is very uh, based off of, you know, Arctic monkeys, killers type of stuff um so i'm really excited about that and that's been like a long time coming versus you know cardi b wap remix i did in like three hours right. <laughs> it's like a, it's like completely opposites where most people on nitty-gritty um area or like my fans for nitty-gritty would see me more as like the fun like kind of playful like you know dylan francis and diplo and you know just doing whatever we feel like it because it's it's enjoyable but i also am excited to put out the side of me that's a uh, very you know a little more mysterious picky about what i'm i'm releasing and stuff like that yeah totally that sounds dope and i love the combination of rock and or whatever you want to call it rock and edm or you know whatever like generic terms but i heard like is one of the tracks that you put on your soundcloud recently um the remix of the middle is that part of that project no see it's like it's not even electronic that's the crazy part it's like it's almost just straight up I guess the closest thing I can think of would be like Two Feet, who does like kind of like the uh, electronic drums with a guitar, but it's never like a build and a drop, really. I'm 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 straying away from it being just you know super DJ esque because I already have that in Nitty Gritty, so it's like I don't right. want to I don't want them to conflict. Um, I'm not gonna like be mysterious in terms of like not telling anybody it's me, but. I just want it to be a separate project and um, I'm excited about that. And also cause then nitty gritty can still always have fun and like have these booty popping songs or house songs or whatever, and not have to worry about fitting, uh, you know, too many other things into it. So I'm really excited for the next level of nitty gritty as well. Cause there's just so many, cl- I was literally in the studio with Dylan Francis last night <laughs> working oh, on, a, tight. on a record actually funny you mentioned him. So there's a lot of the fun stuff that I'm excited about with that as well. And, it's going to be fun for the next year to work on it. That's so dope. Yeah, Dylan's the man. I've known him for a long time. Uh, yeah. He was he was the lighting guy at Dre's Hollywood when I met him, which is so That's crazy. crazy. <laughs> I know. I've seen him, like, go, like, all the way. It's, like, the yeah. best thing to watch. And he's, like, such a... But I just remember, actually, back then, like, he, seeing him make a beat, he would be able to do it so fast i think the speed it's not about being able to be finished fast but getting it out of your head into the yeah that matters thing fast. for sure you know i even saw yep. you doing a twitch stream and you were like 
giving advice to the people and you're like, look, I know this sounds like shit, but I just want to get it out of my head, get the idea in there. Like, don't be afraid to do that. And I think yep. that's good advice for people because they're like worried about the right kick and all this shit. And then they lose the the idea or the momentum. The inspiration can be more important in the beginning than the mix down. <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, so then, so that's so cool to know about the Ricky, it's called Ricky Mears. That's your real name. Yeah, so, that's my real name. So that's probably what it's going to be branded as. And I already have like, I kind of already had it set up, so it'll be cool. Yeah, that's super dope. And like you said, you have nitty gritty could remix Ricky Mears if you want, you know, like it make one of those you, and then side piece could too. And they would all sound totally different. <laughs> yeah. That's the fun part is once I have, that's like my final to me, little extra piece missing that. I love uh, electronic music for nitty gritty because it's basically the mumble jumble, just everything. Yeah. And then house is such an OG sound that it's hard to, you know, I'm glad I did it separately because now I feel like we have that better presence of, oh, it's not too like, you know, EDM DJs just trying to make house. It's like, no, we literally already made this music, but it's it's going to go off better to the house heads and people not judging us based on our, you know, dubstep and trap type of songs and then same thing for rock i don't want it to be like oh it's a dj making rock i just want it to be oh that guy does this and he does this and he does that all separately and then yeah. finally bring it into a ring those are like the three areas i'm kind of just like honing in on that i personally love to make music with and it's just going to be really fun to explore them yeah they come together like the trifecta of the <laughs> yeah the, the three worlds with the ultimate pyramid that's so dope i mean i love i can't wait to hear that um so then what music like growing up all those places that you grew up from pennsylvania to haiti to florida what did you listen to when you were growing up it's like a lot it's kind of weird because my parents really i feel like a lot of parent uh parents influenced their kids music style so a lot of kids like my age would be like oh my parents used to listen to like led zeppelin or I don't know, like Blondie or something. And my parents just really, my my parents really only listened to Christian music, like oh, wow. pretty much the whole time I was growing up, with the exception of like a few um, different things. My dad loves jazz music and classical, so it was like it was like, funny to for me to go into the style of music because my parents don't really listen to much secular music or rock or metal, pop, like n almost none of that. So I almost like had this like urge to go during like the LimeWire era I just downloaded anything I could because I, I never experienced it I was always like when I was in Haiti there wasn't any normal American radio or TV really because so like I don't know I just didn't have what anyone else was listening to and Twitter and stuff wasn't super big it wasn't just like oh I found a song on TikTok or anything right. it was literally just like what is all this uh different type of music i have to go find it for myself so i remember being on limewire looking up like slipknot i was really into like metal after um after i started learning the drums and then i started liking um electronic music pretty much when dead mouse or uh the very early skrillex stuff came out and that's kind of what put me on i remember when this song is sick came out and yeah. they started doing like blogs and stuff and then obviously i found bport through that as well and then it kind of just spiraled into a lot of the different areas of that. So I'd say like the beginning of my life, I really loved listening to a lot of like early 2000s rock and metal. Um, anyone literally from like Death Cab, Cutie, Taking Back Sunday, Brand New, Slipknot, like Suicide Silence, just a lot of that. And then um, 
I think during like like high school, I also dove into like a lot of rap, like I, like Childish Gambino. Like back in the day, I remember hearing like uh, the like summer camp or something, or like Chitty Bang. Like some of these like indie, like not the like Chitty super Bang. hood. <laughs> yeah, like, they weren't like super hood. Like get, like Fifty Cent. Like I did, I liked Fifty Cent, but then I found the like kind of like indie rappers, and they were super dope to me. And electronic yeah. music yeah. started mixing them together. And then, like, you know, Diplo started doing, like, twerk stuff, mixing it. And then, you know, it was just kind of, like, I just always liked everything. So I wasn't ever, like, it makes sense why I do what I do because I always listened to everything and liked a little bit of pop, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Like, just, I was constantly looking for just new, different stuff when I was a kid because I had to because nobody was just, like, I couldn't just go on the radio or TV. I just had to literally find it on YouTube and LimeWire and just figure out what's going on in music (laughs) right uh that's crazy so your parents might not love your WAP remix but uh no definitely not (laughs) (laughs) you're like uh we'll send you the clean version yeah Um, i have a clean version for sure (laughs) (laughs) uh that's dope yeah i mean like i was gonna say that obviously that's what comes out in your music production now and your DJ sets because they're all over the place, but in this weird cohesive way where it's like your brain that's coming out, you know, that's been influenced by all of this stuff. Yeah, um, it, it's fun. Did you start DJing or producing first? I mean, I didn't start DJing until I started touring. So I was producing okay. years, years ahead of uh, DJing. I, I played instruments though before I produced and then, I think that kind of all helped. And then DJing, I play drums. It's like my first instrument. So oh, cool. to me, DJing is the perfect mix of, you know, having a little bit of rhythm, but also knowing, you know, song structure and when to bring a song. You know, it's very, it's very yeah. clear cut to do with understanding song structure and the key of a song and then having the rhythm to, you know, actually match and stuff. So it was kind of, not that it was easy because there's a lot of DJs that are, super talented in a whole nother level but in terms of just me playing my own songs like it was just that's all it was for me is i just i made good songs and i wanted to play them versus taking other people's songs and going crazy with them on the decks like i'm not that type of dj but um now i just i pretty much do the edits and stuff if i want to do that because i'm much better producer than i am a dj but um i definitely have learned to love djing and and now i actually feel comfortable saying like oh i'm a good dj now i can go make a crowd dance and move and you know read it and and mix these songs in but you know in no way shape or form do i feel like you know craze or shifty or something just going hard on the decks like that but right um, yeah but still everybody has their place you know and and i know that um like you know i i've seen how it's been a thing where producers that's their way to go to around and and play their music is to dj so they have to learn um yeah like that um so do you plan your whole DJ sets out or are you kind of flexible? Yeah, it, it's 90% of the time they're pretty planned because I just have, like you said, I have so many twists and turns that I like to keep them straight because if not, I'll mess myself up. Yeah. But 100% when I play like Vegas style, just open format top 40, I'll just pick it on the fly because that's like the funnest way to do that. But right when I'm playing like, a festival like EDC or something. I like to think of myself as a having a pretty good head for like, oh, this is gonna work into that. In like, I I I pretty much am always planning it that, yo, know, this is gonna work. I has to like, I just 
I put it in my head, play it out, think about a crowd that that one's gonna go crazy. Then I have to bring it down. Like it's like it's like fun for me to like. It's like a strategy almost. I don't know how to explain it. Like I don't know. Yeah. I, I, it's always fifty fifty. Some people are like, oh, that's stupid. Like freestyle your set. But I hear a lot of people freestyle their set and they're not good at it. So I guess I was just always afraid to not have every set be like, wow, that was the best shit I've ever heard. So like I'm just super competitive on on making it be like every time he plays it's insane and not just like oh that was cool i could tell he did this and this but it wasn't perfect but like i know i like for it to be like wow that was insane every transition was good you know at least as much as possible to my ability it's impossibly perfect but you know every now and again you get those 100 clean mixes for an hour where you just don't mess anything up and it's super satisfying <laughs> yeah the best do you have any djs that influenced you coming up or that you think are really dope now or from before as in like scratch DJs or just I mean like it doesn't like have to be no anybody. it could be anybody you know what I mean because like you said there's shifty craze there's DJs like Diplo there's DJs like I mean uh, Dylan Francis everybody kills it in their own way of all yeah, those people yeah. I think you know there's I no rules always, yeah I was always more attracted to the producing side so I looked up to I mean them being up on a huge stage was attractive to me and like wow they get to play their songs to a lot of people but it never like hit me as like oh it's because how they're DJing it was just like no they have great songs right that's what it. attracted me it was never about really how they played the song because we all create them in programs before it's not really a live performance for the type of stuff that i when it comes to like you know watching a track just throw the fuck down you know that's a whole different thing of course i've recently seen him as more of a peer and you know met him and and seen just him go off in like a vegas set i'm like wow he does what i do on my computer and an edit in real life. And that's sick. You know, <laughs> I can yeah. obviously, I look up to that, but I guess when I was really, um, first starting, I was always like, man, Skrillex has a dope song. I want to make a dope song and just play it. Like it wasn't thinking about the, I didn't even know what DJing was. I was just like, I want to play my song. <laughs> yeah, no, that makes sense. I mean, that was kind of like in the beginning of when I started DJing, it was like, I would just find songs that I really wanted to share with the world, you know? And I was like, I was super into drum and bass and stuff like that. And I'm like, yeah, I just want to play this for people because they need to know, you know, like I found this record. So That's similar dope. kind of thing. But I think that the the new generation of people that are able to make their own stuff and put it out like yeah that that makes sense you just really want to like see the reaction and and share the the energy that that you had in the studio making it with yeah. the huge crowd but it, now you say it, it it is satisfying to play like a somewhat like a friend's song or something that nobody's heard and everybody go whoa like you know that the reaction of a, of playing a new song is just as satisfying to me as even if it's my own song or somebody else's it, it's still the same like oh i found a song that no one has heard like I, I love that feeling as well and so how'd you get into music production do you have a, did you have a friend or something that showed you or how'd you start i just remember after i was like into the music and listening to it but then when i finally heard um i i think it was the my name is skrillex ep that was just really into the whole heavy dubstep bro step type of vibe and yeah. i was like man how do they make these sounds they're just so crazy like what goes into that and i remember downloading before that little like stuff for my band and playing guitar into mixcraft but i never tried like the electronic side and that's when um i kept trying to do it in mixcraft and it was just garbage and i finally <laughs> found ableton and i was like all right let me try this and it was horrible music but uh it was really fun to start <laughs> that's pretty yeah. much 
the moment. I, I was in bands before and doing stuff like that, but it was never like production production. It was just recording my guitar and some drums. That was it. Right. But did you learn, did you like go on YouTube and learn? I mean, you're, cause like you're really good at make, like besides being the production good, you're good at making the sounds like just sound amazing and be huge and bang like in any kind of system. I appreciate it. Um, I, I, I spent so much time, I guess like for like mix downs and making anything sound good. It's really just, I've spent so much time sitting there and figuring out why does a kick drum and an 808 sound good when I do a side chain on it? Or why does this sound better when you side chain this way? Or when you put the EQ this way on a super saw, it sounds bigger and layer it. Oh, and the sub is super simple. It's just so many millions right. of things over the years. It's, it's like just time, time yeah. spent. It's just me, like that, practice or something. Yeah. Like I mean, I, yeah, I learned from YouTube and it didn't really help in the beginning. Cause back in the day there wasn't like, you could learn 10 times faster today than you could even when I was, or even when anybody before us really, like it was, there right. wasn't any good sounds. It was like so bad before. So like it took a little longer, I think for me, but then, um, I guess that's why I'm, it's crazy how fast kids are learning now and getting so good. It's crazy. Um, I know. There's so many good tutorials. So it's, it's great. But back then it was like, yeah, it was YouTube, but like, I don't know. I don't, I don't ever remember being like, Oh, this changed my life. This my song's good now. It was like right. over time. Um, and I did go to an audio engineering school, which was, it was good to me just for not necessarily making the music or making it sound much better, but like they teaching you what compression does and the importance of a good quality microphone and stuff like that. If you think about production in that terms, it helps you to me even make electronic music sound better. Cause you're like, Oh, if that's why a microphone was close to my mouth and then I didn't put reverb it would fit in better and be dry. Okay, now maybe in this one. You know, it's just so many yeah. millions of little things over and over and over. Repetition, repetition. If I do the kick like this with this, that's going to sound better than if I do it like that. And my sub is super simple and I don't put too many plugins. Like, there's just so many things that people get messed up on and doing too much is like a huge one for me where I used to be super complicated, but it's just like most of the time, the only complicated thing will be like a crazy sound design. Like, making a weird sound everything else drums simple mix down simple i don't use millions of plugins i've never been one to just have this crazy complicated setup I, I put it i make the volume sound good i compress it and that's it it's nothing no big secrets really to that it's just time i think spent yeah that's cool i mean th that's what every so many producers come on here and say like less is more less is more just the you know don't get so caught up in all the little you know bells and whistles i guess um well yeah i mean so you're like i was saying i love your your music and i feel like um you know beat source which is what this podcast is through is um mainly for open format djs and and more for like scratch djs and stuff like that and something that i've noticed in that world is that um a lot of times we don't play the stuff from beat like all the beat port stuff or the EDM or dance stuff, but your stuff really gets played by all types of DJs. Like from they'll make bootlegs with it. And even like any kind of Vegas bottle service clubs, yeah. you know, you have, I mean, I remember hearing that, uh, what was it? Bozzy mine remix. The mine remix. That was one of your first ones, right? Or, uh, kind of. Yeah. I mean, it was, it wasn't Kanye too long ago. Lights. I mean, I guess I feel like it wasn't that long ago, but yeah, it was probably what, two years ago now. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah, I guess. Okay, so it wasn't like your first thing. But I just remember I heard that and I'm like, all right, I'm never playing the original song or any other <laughs> remix. And then um, it had that crazy like drop on it. But the that one's so dope. The Lights remix and then the stuff you're doing with Party Favor um, for Side Piece. That On My Mind song is just I feel like that's like a universal like who doesn't like that song? It's crazy. Yeah, it's been great to see Dude. that one go. So dope. And then the Purple Disco Machine remix yeah, of it. Yeah, he killed it. Oh, my God. It's like super simple, funky, and just dope. Like that He's vocal so sample you guys took is is perfect. It took me a minute to find out what it was from. And then I was like, oh, Yeah, shit. the Stilo. Yeah. Super dope. Um, and then, oh, also, not to mention a massive thing is uh, that you won a Grammy, a Latin Grammy for uh, yeah. that, uh, Bad Bunny and Diplo song, 200 miles yep. per hour. Um, so, I mean, you're all over the place, but in a good way. And your your production obviously is like accessible and mainstream enough, but still dope. You're doing it for your own reasons. Like, um, what's your approach when you sit down to work on a remix or a song like that? Since you're so all over the place, do you just decide, okay, I'm going to make a side piece kind of song today or this kind of remix? to me for for edits and remix it's just like what is gonna make the song better so yeah if you want to do it for your personal taste do that but to me i kind of already want the best version of it that every like i always want it to be the one that everybody recognizes and not just like depending on the remix there's some that will be more eclectic on but um right i like having it redone the way I wish if it was my song, I probably would have done it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like if I could have had sometimes it's that mindset, but what, like, what do you like? It sounds like, I guess not like artistics to say, like what would people want to hear in a sense, but I still take that into account because I don't think it's actually that bad because to put myself in the place of a person dan- dancing in a dance floor or having a drink, like, I would thoroughly enjoy if it, I was doing this. And like, I don't know. I just put myself in that place. Yeah, totally. Instead of be, like, I, I don't mean it in like, oh, what's going to make me a bunch of money and sell out type of thing. I mean, like me in that position, having a drink with my girl, what's going to make me like, be like, yo, this is awesome. I'm enjoying like, you know, when you're having a conversation yeah. and then you actually stop me like, because most people don't pay attention to the music that much, but right. like, especially for like top 40 type of stuff. Cause like normally those are, in like areas where, you know, everybody's just having a good time versus, you know, EDM shows, I know they're paying attention because it's like, you know, they just like the whole culture and stuff. But for a lot of like the pop remixes I do, I just always want someone to be like, oh, I know. Oh, what? I didn't know this, this version of that song. Like, I like that feeling of, whoa, I didn't expect that to happen. So I guess I always want to put myself in the position of someone that was inside on the dance floor, having a drink and wasn't paying attention. What would make them pay attention? So like, that's, pretty much the number one way i look at it like okay for wap it's like it literally says in this house so like it makes sense for me to have a house remix and then when it hits people like oh in this house and then they're like <laughs> i know i can just imagine people being like oh that's funny like yeah i'd be clever with it in a sense and for like lights it's just it's not anything crazy like that it's just they're both called lights and it made sense and i don't know it's right the bossy remix was just oh right when he says you so fucking when you Bah, I just I can hear that moment in my head. Like that was the first thing I did immediately. I was like, "Wow!" As soon as he says that line, it should explode right there. You know, just thinking of those like, 
oh, what, what just happened type of moments. Yeah, it's so dope. I've played that remix on so many systems in so many cities. And like every time it's just that huge sound, you know, right when it hits, <laughs> it's like the best. And it, yeah. the fact that it's not right on the one, you know, you did it with the way he's singing and super dope. Yeah. Um, that's uh, that's that's like good insight, though, because I think that relates to DJing, you know, whether it, you know it or not. Like, that's what DJs are doing. Like, we're obviously trying to do things for ourselves, but um, trying to think of what's going to make the crowd dance and what what peop- what I would want to hear if I was on the dance floor. Not like you're saying not to. Oh, is this going to get me paid more? But just like, is this dope? Yeah, or- it's like fun to watch people have a good time. I don't, I don't even think it's like. It's it's almost more selfless to think about their needs in a sense. Yeah. Because it's like I want you like it's it's very so different. I feel like to play for that type of audience than EDM because a lot of the times I find myself kind of those are my two switches. I go for a little bit of the people that are just in the back not paying attention, and then I go for my bread and butter fans that are like, man, we just want to just throw it down, and I'm and I'll headbang with them. But I do like having a little bit of each where um. It's just super fun to have that little bit of a challenge. Like, oh, I see that person in the back not dancing. I'm going to get you moving right now. Let me see what I can do. You know, it's like, it's a challenge. Yeah. It's fun. Yeah, that's DJ mentality straight up. You know, you're like, okay, I got to yeah. get everyone to dance. Um, and then I'm sure as you've become more of a DJ and you do more gigs, you notice how you can test things out and see it and, and then go back and redo your remix if you wanted to or whatever. Yeah, absolutely. I do that all the time. Um. And so, um, oh, and then speaking of the Grammy, how did that feel, like getting nominated and then actually winning? It was crazy. I saw, like, it was going to get nominated on, like, a Rolling Stones article. Wow. But um, the craziest part was um, I was on a plane to, I think, Singapore. And it was it was just crazy because, like, I was about to take off. And I was like, oh, I'm going to lose internet. Let me just see what happened. And it was my, my friend Shindo uh also dope producer text me he's like bro you just want a grammy and i'm like what and i like looked it up really fast and like posted it and then just like had to go on the flight and i was dead tired and fell asleep and then i like woke up on like the other like side of wherever we were getting to in asia and right. i was just like wait was that dream now or was that real and it was like <laughs> it was insane it was the greatest feeling for sure I, we have like video of of me just being like shocked like what that's crazy <laughs> Oh my God, that's the best ever. So yeah. cool. And just like, you're like, all right, I'll post this, fall asleep, wake up in Singapore or wherever, lay over to Singapore. Um, that's crazy. And so so you said you use Ableton to produce. Um, I know you're pretty open with people like on your Twitch and stuff. Do you have any like secret plugins or one tip that you like, I don't know, or something that you always do on your productions? I, I mean, as far as plugins, I'd say the best quality ones to me are going to be something you spend the time to learn. So if you spend the money on Serum, learn that shit. Don't just buy it for the presets. Right. Um, same thing with, yeah, although Omnisphere has so many, it, it is more of a preset type, type of thing. But if you're going to buy something that's 500 bucks, you know, just don't get it and be like, oh, it's not that great. Like dive into it because there's so many crazy things in there. People overlook and might just buy a couple plugins and not realize their full potential like just learning them versus getting a million and only learning them halfway you know what yeah. i mean that's a huge i pretty much use stock ableton that's that's my secret i i'm almost all stock ableton for mixing and stuff except yeah. for ozone 
maximizer for like um, uh, mastering. Other than that, it's all Ableton EQ, Ableton Reverb, Ableton Delay. You know, there's not much, you know, OTT from Ableton. It's not much craziness besides, you know, some of the synths and, you know, your Omnispheres and and uh, serums and just there's little ones you can mess around with. But uh, I, I think getting a few and learning them and then expanding is more important than just getting a million things and being overwhelmed. And uh, at least, like, I, I wish I knew that earlier. That's something I wish someone would told me, just, like, learning a few of them very well, like, completely understanding how to EQ and not being like, oh, I need a different EQ. They all do the same shit. Like, <laughs> right. it's, it's so rare to find an EQ that actually does something new. There are a few, and I think they're great, but I'm not even going to mention them because, like, it just does until you actually understand, literally, oh, I can do this frequency down on every plugin. It doesn't change. Like it's not, there's no difference to me for that. Like there's very subtle differences in quality. If you want to spend a thousand dollars on an EQ, you have to be the thousand dollars good at EQing. Like don't buy it. Cause you think your EDM song has a bad mix down. It's not going to fix your bad mix down. That's for people that are just so beyond it's, it's at that point, I don't think it's that important. You know what I mean? It's really more about the idea than it is um, the perfect, perfect movie score sounding, you know, EQ. That's pretty much the only people I can think of that would need something that intense and surgical. If it's that surgical, your sound's garbage. Don't even use that sound. Like, it doesn't make sense. Like, right. I don't know. People just get you so can, into... Yeah, you're just, like, that. polishing a turd at that point. Like, you're like, exactly. okay. <laughs> like, it sounds was, great. You're like, but this whack-ass song, no one wants to listen to it. <laughs> it's exactly my point. I, I think just sound selection and sample selection and you know being precise on that is way more important than just trying to oh i want to use this sound how do i make it sound good be like it's kind of like going against the grain like you could probably do it if you took the longest time in the world but just starting with a good sound is easier and you're probably gonna learn to produce faster you know it's just it depends on what you want to do there's always an instance where you want to spend that time wow, this sound has to sound good because it has the idea, but it's not quite there yet. By all means, spend three hours on it. But if you're just trying to make a good song, that's the last thing you want to worry about. That's not songwriting. Yeah. No, that was great. I think that was those are some gems right there. Thank you. Um, sure. And, uh, and so speaking of good production and sound design, you know, and picking the good samples and all that stuff, you got a new song that just came out, I think, a few days ago, right, um, called yeah. Rock and Roll. Um, with uh, Mailbox or Malibu, <laughs> I was like, okay, Malibu. <laughs> Sorry, I'm yeah, looking at good. it. I'm like, that looks like Mailbox. Okay, obviously, <laughs> I'm not familiar with his stuff that much. Sorry, Malibu, but uh, I listened to the song, super dope. Like, I I love how um, it just has so many elements. Like, you feel one way from the time it starts, and then when those like oohs and ahs come in, you start to feel a different way, and then it just goes insane. It has the craziest drop yeah. ever. He's super dope. It's funny because we did a collab two years ago on my EP, and this was like the continue. Nobody really noticed it, but it's like the continuation. It's in the same okay, uh, like format where we did the same intro the outro of that song is basically the intro of this song oh got so it it was like a two year later part two almost right. but he yeah. just went in he made the first drop super crazy did the second drop and uh sent it to me and i was went in and like you know worked a little bit and then i made the last drop and i was super excited because we kind of had like 
just like a three it's 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 one of those songs i made for sets where you can play the whole thing like i always play the whole thing through i don't like skip because it's not like it repeats ever it's just like first drop then second drop double time then a dubstep drop at the end like it's just it makes sense in a set if you play that song every drop people are like going crazy like i've done it yeah every, like in my old set before quarantine i would play the whole thing and every single drop it's like it was a new song it was super fun that's great. Yeah, I love it. It's uh, and I could see it being huge. Um, and then you have some other stuff coming out. Um, you have a song with Lil Texas coming out. Yeah, that one's crazy. I'm about that, to go hang out with him like tomorrow. Like 300 BPM or something. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's it's technically 100 BPM, but he double times his part to 200, and right. then I slow mine down to 100. Oh, okay. That's it's, insane. It's really cool. I love slow traps, so I was like, damn, I, I hit him up. I'm like, bro, I have a crazy idea. I think it's going to go super hard. Oh, man, that's nuts. Yeah, I mean, I remember like going to raves back in the day, and like we would listen to happy hardcore and like all this like Rotterdam hardcore music, and like that sounds slow compared to this. <laughs> like, it does. It really does. This shit is insane. Yeah, insane. this one's like the, probably the most craziest thing I've ever worked on. <laughs> wow. Um, and you told us about the rock stuff you have come in. We can't wait to hear that. Um, yeah. and then you've been working with uh, party favor on side piece that on my mind song was huge. we talked about, and you have a new one that just came out called fallen for you, right? Yes. Yeah, I piece just dropped fallen for you. Super That's excited dope. about that one. So, and then that, I mean, everyone go check that out if you haven't already. That's really dope. And in the same vein as just like, I don't know what you consider it like house, just real funky and minimalish and dope whatever i just <laughs> whatever. call it house i don't, I don't even uh, yeah care it's anymore. just house i mean it's just straight up house yeah i love it it's really good um dope and then i was mentioning before that you do these twitch streams i don't know if you've done it in the past couple months but in the beginning of quarantine i saw you on twitch all the time yeah um, it was hilarious like i think i didn't catch all of them or all the parts because you would do it for a long time but yeah I, you know you basically were just like welcome to my house like i saw you like get called by your building about like something i don't know oh, noise yeah, complaint they, and then you, it's like oh, so thing. stupid bro yeah the real ridiculous. life twitch stuff yeah but it's dope to see how like open you are with your fans and everyone that wants to talk to you like you were so it was just like you were talking to your friends and you were so open about sharing knowledge with everybody um is that something that's important to you yeah i just don't feel like especially for what nitty gritty stands for it's it's like it's just such an open and honest thing to me to not be this like you know yeah super hard to reach in terms of just simple questions like i hate i just hate the feeling when i've met people that i have just simple like obviously i don't want them being like what are you going to name your third child and what like <laughs> there's obviously invasive questions but most of the time that's such simple obviously easy to answer questions i just like being the guy to to be honest with people like oh like what makes your sound good like i don't know i just spent six years producing that's not there's no secret to give you like I, if everyone wants to act like oh i'm amazing because i have this secret like i don't know what those five ghost producers i don't know what secret you have like uh, yeah it's not, that's, it's not that's gonna probably be the secret <laughs> yeah it's not just because it's for me it's just i sp everybody's because they spent years doing it that's it if you spend years doing something you know and you're not good at it that just goes to show you were meant to do it but if you are good at it after 10 years that's 
that probably you're probably going to be good at it because you spent that much time <laughs> yeah exactly and you're not going to be there forever like <clears throat> this knowledge exists so <coughs> let's let it out into the world and help people and you know that's what i like doing with this podcast like to any djs whether they're old young like just give them any information i've learned over my career if it can help yeah. them and make the whole scene better and make everything better that's all i want you know yeah i agree for sure um and you've collabed with like a lot of crazy different kinds of people from like you said you know diplo dylan francis like all the party favor to uh pitbull and um even shack right you did a song with shack yeah so did, what was it like working with shack or did you just kind of like talk to him like send it back and forth or like how did that work he's funny yeah um, i'm sure yeah working with shack was crazy it was like <laughs> It was just super fun hanging out with him, honestly, at first. Yeah. And uh, I remember, like, the first time I, I went to his hotel room to uh, show him some songs. He was like, yo, come over. I'm in Miami, and I live in Fort Lauderdale. So we drove down there. Oh, okay. And uh, I, I showed, I was, like, showing him songs. Like, oh, look at this idea. And he just, like, picked up his plate in a hotel room and smashed the plate. <laughs> like, I swear to God, he smashed a plate because I was like, what? The? He's like, that shit was disgusting. Play that back. Like, hilarious. Like, he That's loves. the best. Is so funny, like hanging out with him because he's it's not fake at all. Like, he really he doesn't even like like corny eating, he doesn't like stuff that's like happy, happy. Like, no, he likes that heavy, crazy shit. It's so funny. That's so, amazing. the fact that it's so like real because I've met a lot of celebrities and you know, the ones that are just typical what you would think of, like they're just saying hi because they heard you had a big song or something right, versus. Right somebody being like yo i love your dubstep which it's not common you know what i mean like yeah it, it's just it's just so funny seeing someone of that just one of the most famous recognizable people on earth like breaking a plate to you playing dubstep right. it's just hilarious and so real and honest like he's just a real dude like he's he like i, I love Shaq. he's the best like He's like my uncle or something. It's just hilarious. Yeah. So that's that's amazing. I know. I love yeah. how he's embraced the DJ community and the um, producer. You know, just the music community. Because also, like you're saying, celebrity or not, he's a basketball player. You know, it's not exactly. like he's like some music producer. It's like finally, I've heard this amazing song. He's like, yo, I'm a basketball player. I'm, I don't want to yeah. be a DJ, and I'm breaking plates in the hotel room. Literally. That's that's so dope. Um, are there any other like collabs that you've had a you have a good story from? Um, I mean, it's always super fun hanging yeah. out with you know, uh, like Dylan Francis because we just joking around the whole time. We got some funny stuff last night, nice. and uh, you know, going to West Diplo's house and just yeah, fucking around for three hours on the worst thing ever, but then somehow it turns into something good. Like it's just. It's just everybody I work with, I usually only work with them because I enjoy it. And, you know, sometimes you got to work with writers and stuff that are also eclectic, crazy, weird. Like the most talented people are nuts. It's just the fact of it. Right. I don't know why, like all the most like talented singers I know are just like, um, like borderline, like insane, but like they just have just like the craziest stuff in their head. And when they sing it, it's genius. So it's, it's pretty funny seeing people. You know, we started uh, recording footage of it because it's like I wanted to start getting stuff for like, you know, just to document things that I enjoy. Yeah. And um, so I, we started like recording some of these things. I'm excited to like watch it back and pick out like the moments that are going to be, holy crap, that was hilarious. I can't believe they came up with that or, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and then I'll be able to probably share. I don't even remember all the times, but now we're, we're documenting it. 
we'll be able to share it on the on the footage that I get. That's dope. Can't wait to see it. Um, I don't talk about it that much on the podcast because everyone's dealing with it and we're all, you know, kind of over it at this point. But with like quarantine and COVID and all this stuff, um, how do you think it's going to affect things going forward? I mean, I know we were all fully locked down for a while. You're obviously traveling a little bit. You came from Florida to L.A. Um, I mean, how do you think it's going to affect either music going forward or touring or... Do you have any idea on it? I, I, I mean, I've put a little bit of thought into it, but um, I guess I haven't anymore because it's not that I don't care for the people and want people to be safe. But in terms of me and my career, I've come to the realization that all I want to do is uh, just be productive. So instead of like being like, oh, I'm planning on in one year and three days, counting down the dates till tour, I'm like, I don't even care when touring comes back, I'll be ready. That's it. I don't have any other type of mindset except I'm about to like run an RV with my videographers and photographers, four dudes just drive across the coast to coast back and forth. I've never been to the grand Canyon. I've never been to Joshua tree there. I'm going to go snowboarding Colorado. I'm going to go up to some caves, just do stuff I've never done and write music during the whole trip and just get content and just like show people like there's other things you can be doing and, I don't know. I'm just, that's what I'm focused on and not thinking about forcing touring to coming back. Cause it's going to come back. Obviously it's just, we don't know when, and I'm not going to sit around really and think about it because I don't think that's, that's not going to like us thinking about it. doesn't really change anything. Like obviously we can do like virtual stuff and I'm already part of those and I enjoy them. But other than that, I'm just more focused on when I come out of this, I want to be right back on top and even further than I was as when this be- we began, you know what I mean? I want to come out of quarantine, you know, a hundred miles per hour, just ready to go. Yeah. That's dope. I think that's one of the best attitudes you can have is just be productive. Remember, keep the guiding light of like why you started doing this and, and yeah. why you're doing it and just work on it. Of course, that's not ignoring, like you're saying the lives that are lost and all the horrible things that are happening. No, there. of course. But yeah. As that's you know but we're focused on you and your career and the music and 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 the whole thing and and yeah i think you just gotta work you know and do yeah. do do what you're here to do you know and the positivity will come out of that yeah i mean like you said obviously doing everything safe i don't want to condone traveling unsafely but i mean if i'm being completely honest i actually had covid and i got over it so i i didn't leave my house for a month i was super safe me and my my uh girlfriend both had it and um it you know it wasn't the worst thing in the world but i was super safe i didn't go see anybody i didn't leave the house for like a month just to be safe and then when i finally got my uh negative test back i was like all right well now i really don't care because i already had it i'm gonna go across the country and just drive around because like there's not many people on the roads right now right like there's not going to be a line at the grand canyon so let me just go off let me just do it let's do some let's do some nature stuff and that way i don't feel like i'm interfering and being around a bunch of people regardless i mean if i had or not i just the nature stuff seems like the best way to uh get my inspiration back and you know during that like month at home you know everybody anyone's brain would go crazy during quarantine but when you actually like have it too it's a whole nother trippy you know moment so it was uh it was it was like it was like a good thing for me to get out of it and leave and um, yeah, it's just, I'm really excited now. I was not excited about making music as much like about a month ago. And I just like 
he came back with a, like a vengeance. I'm like ready to go. So I'm I'm actually really excited again to be doing all this stuff. That's great. I love to hear that. And I'm glad yeah. you you and your girlfriend are okay from from getting COVID. Do you? Yeah. What was, what was that like? Did you guys just feel sick and you're like, let's go get tested? Well, uh, I went to uh, like she got her positive test and that's how we knew because her symptoms weren't that crazy but she had like the fever and a little bit of stuff like that and then uh, i just went to the er personally and they gave me a super fast test and um that was the most painful part the little thing up the nose hurt so bad yeah it was rough (laughs) (laughs) um but i mean the actual symptoms was just like a fever for you know 24 hours and after that just like loss of taste and smell pretty much pretty much what they've been saying I, i'm glad i another reason i'm glad i had it because i know it's like not like over like i mean some some of the things seem to be making it out to be a little crazy but it is it's a real thing i had it it wasn't enjoyable and i'm glad i know that i could get over it and i know a lot of people that have gotten over it so i know it's it's a terrible thing but you know i, I feel better telling people like look you're in decent health i would be super surprised if if you're gonna really you know get anywhere near having to like be hospitalized and stuff like that i think it's it's it to me still pretty rare but obviously there are people that you don't want to put at risk so i didn't go see my parents i mean i we really didn't leave the house (laughs) it was just just to be safe like i'm glad i know it wasn't that bad for me but you know like you said you just don't know who you're gonna infect so you don't want to give to somebody that is at risk Right. I think that's the levels of it. Everyone's so like one-sided, like wear a mask, don't wear a mask. It's not that bad. It's, not, it's like, yo, there's different levels to it. Like, yeah, yeah. Like if you're not going to get, you're not going to die and you're, you know that, but you might give it to someone else. Like, let's just. Exactly. Yeah. You don't want to be selfish. It's not, we're all right. stuck at home anyways. What's the difference? Like, it's not like I was really doing much before. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, well, so you've told us so much. I really appreciate it. Uh, I got a few more questions and let's get out of here. But, um, do you have any advice for the community of this DJ community and people that listen to this show? Just some kind of any advice, whether it's life advice, music stuff, or something you've learned over this time. Yeah. I mean, especially now more than ever, I feel like I've learned the importance of, of, uh, kind of consistency and, in terms of consistency, I mean, with music and DJing and everything, just trying to do something every day, not because you have to, but because you just, I don't know, because you want to. If you are if you want to be consistent, you're automatically at a better spot than everybody else. If you actually are feeling like how I feel right now versus a month ago, it's the best position to be in and like feeling hungry and like every day I want to post my Instagram on TikTok on stuff and you know kind of the Gary V mentality of actually just putting shit out there that's good good enough for you know people to digest and kind of thinking like forcing yourself to think outside the box to me that's the most important steps of um bringing your music or your DJing whatever it would be out there and not just having this like closet bedroom mentality where like oh I'm stuck in my parents bedroom how can i become a big dj and it's like we all started there it doesn't mean you can't get you could literally with the power of social media be 10 times bigger than me in one night from tiktok now and there's so many ways that people are scared or like oh it's corny this or that it's like i don't know it's just i would not be afraid to just be consistent about it you can still do it to your best ability and your version your style of content and stuff but 
personally, I have fun with it. So that's the mentality I have. I don't really look at the numbers as much as like, oh, I had 5,000 likes or now I have 1,000 or I only get 10. You know, I started with 10 likes. Everybody starts with zero, like with nothing. So it's not like gauging that is not always the best thing. And um, I think people get caught up in like thinking it's not cool to do it or it is overly too cool to do it. And there's just this whole mentality. And to me, it's just be consistent with you. If you like making house music, make your house music, post about it, let people know in your personality and your way what it's about, blah, blah, blah. It's not really about so much just clout chasing to me as much as if you can enjoy it, other people will truly see your genuine, you know, habits with it. Like if you're actually doing it because you like doing it, like I made TikTok. I was the first DJ to like do like stupid beat challenges, but I didn't even do it because it was a thing. It wasn't even like no one was really doing it. I just was like, oh, look, I'm at Walgreens. Let me make a beat. And I just did it because it's, it's stupid and it's fun. It wasn't like that serious to me. And like, it just, that's what took off for like a little bit with stuff like that. And then, you know, doing like a WAP remix. It's not because I'm like, oh, it just came out and it's a brand new song. I have to do it. Like, no, a song comes out every day and I don't do a remix. It just so happens that that one sparked an interest in me or, you know, it was funny to do a dance. Like, yeah. I just want to let people get so caught up in too cool or not cool enough. Like, bro, just be consistent with it. If you make music every single day for two years, that's how you get better. Three plugins I tell you isn't going to help you. Literally sit on Ableton for three years straight and then come back to me and you will have no questions. You'll be like, yeah, I got it. I don't even need, like, you'll under. People want to know the answer before they even, like, put the work in. That's so true. All of that. And they, and it really shines through, um, you know, with who you are, like, cause you can see that online that you are a genuine person that enjoys what you do and you're doing it for the right reasons. It does not seem like you're doing anything, you know, in a contrived way. And I think the consistency thing is so important. Nobody wants to listen to that. You know, they all want the shortcut, but it's like, you can't dig a hole from anywhere else but the top and just keep digging down like what do you you know there's no other way but to do it every single day and to keep doing yeah. it and and learn to enjoy that journey of doing it every exactly. day even if it's Dude. not the best thing the consistency will get you better get every single thing will lead to another thing but learn to enjoy that if you're looking at someone else's life or you're thinking about your future or you're worried about your past then you're not even in the present so what's the yeah point? yeah so. i totally agree yeah, that's that's the truth. Um, dope. I think that's super valuable. Um, and um, I guess before we get out of here, I um, I heard. So I was watching um, Four Color Zach and Bauer last night on uh, Twitch, and they were they had these crazy cards, and they were like asking each other these questions. And I didn't know if you were willing to answer a couple of these random questions that I found on the internet, like would you rather <laughs> sure. type shit. <laughs> um, so there was one that uh, Bauer had on this card that I thought was pretty pretty interesting. It said, "If you had the whole world's attention for thirty seconds, what would you do or say?" Oh, that's great! I would one hundred percent just play my most proudest song, probably. That's dope. I think that's a good idea. If I uh, had time to prepare, maybe I'd sing it or do it live. But if I just was like right now on my computer i'd be like oh crap what song and just try and play a song yeah <laughs> you're just on the spot boom 30 seconds <laughs> yeah, yeah it would definitely be like go to my laptop and just play something like listen to this please <laughs> um all right they had another one they said if you could go back in time or go 
in the future or stay in the present, um, what would you do? But you couldn't come back if you go back or you go to the future. And I can pick what time period I go back in the future? Uh, sure. Well, you're going to the future or you're going to the or, past. Sorry, sorry. My bad. Or past. you're staying like, here. <laughs> but, like, I, if I could pick, I would literally just go to when I was like, I'm trying to think of an age. When did I start? Literally when I immediately st- – do I have any knowledge <laughs> of right now? Um, no. All right. No, I'll just stay present. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying myself too much at the moment. <laughs> okay. I think that's good. So you were talking about enjoying the journey. Even though we're in this crazy year, I think that's smart. Um, yeah. All right. I'll ask one more. I found this would you rather online. It said, would you rather the aliens that make first contact be robotic or organic so like would they be in person or sending us something to talk to us oh like the message would be sent or that it's <laughs> yeah, them or they're just here like what up we're either gonna kill you or be nice or <laughs> damn i feel like in person if not i won't believe it <laughs> yeah that's the truth uh, someone could fake it we have crazy technology i'd have to see it to believe it that's the truth uh, <laughs> <laughs> um all right, cool. Oh, wait, there's one more pretty good one. Would you rather be a reverse centaur or a reverse merman? <laughs> I guess you got the other part on the top half. Oh, that's so funny. So, like, your head is a centaur, but your body is man. Yeah. And then your... F- I don't know. What, what is you, the top wait, of I don't know. I guess you would just be a fish on the top with legs or something. Yeah. I don't know. So, it's either fish head or... <laughs> centaur head probably a centaur head that's not as ugly fish heads are weird that's true that's like bojack horseman or something yeah that's not that that's not the worst (laughs) all right dope thank you for uh oh finally what's your favorite pokemon my son wants me to ask this um i think when i was a kid because i haven't like i didn't even play like pokemon go like recently but when i was a kid and i was like into the cards I think I don't remember which version is which, honestly, but like Charmander, Charizard, like the, that he was always my favorite. Okay, that's that's actually what I go with when I when my kid puts me on the spot. I'm like, I don't know, Charmander, dude. <laughs> yeah, I, I I just love the orange, like his tail, who's kind of cute. I yeah. like them. Fire Little Pokemon, fire. Good choice, good choice. All right, well, we're <laughs> gonna get out of here. Is there anything else you want to leave with the listeners or tell them where they could follow you or anything or like yeah, that? Yeah, I mean just. Just at DJ Nitty Gritty, N-I-T-T-I-G-R-I-T-T-I. I got eyes on it, not wise. It's the biggest. Dope. Uh, and then shout out Malibu, not mailbox. <laughs> not mailbox. I apologize. My mailbox. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's the truth. But, uh, yeah. Thanks for having me, man. I appreciate everybody listening. Hope you for enjoy sure. it. For sure. Yes. Thank you, Nitty Gritty, for coming on the 20 podcast and uh, have fun with your stuff that you're recording out here and all that. We will talk to you soon. All right, man. Thank you. The 20 Podcast is produced by BeatSource. Join us next week for more interviews as we discuss music that matters to DJs. Peace. And that was The 20 with DJ Spider.